Hey. Breezy. Moe's nose. Season three. Peachy. It's about that time. Everybody turn your TVs on. The Moe's nose. Peachy. Breezy. And fair to God. They keep it nitty gritty when they bring you nine at all. We two gorilla silver back. Nah, silver. You know it's busting. Good discussion. Cause we get it in. Every time you know we grinding. I was eight to ten. We always play to win. The faithful going hard. It's Wayne. Breezy. Peachy. Moe's nose. And fair to God. Let's get it. Nitty gritty, it's the line is tall. Don't like it, better take a walk. Nitty gritty, it's the line is tall. We outline players up and chalk. Nitty gritty, it's the line is tall. Don't like it, better take a walk. Nitty gritty, it's the line is tall. Line is tall. Nitty gritty, it's the line is tall. Hey, hey. Hey, Victory Monday! Hey, hey, Victory, Victory Monday! Hey, what's going on, everybody? What's good? What's good? What's good? What's going on, everybody? It's your boy Breezy, Mo's Nose, my man Raj is in the building, RSF 49ers, and we're going to bring you that nitty-gritty Niners talk on this evening. Mo's, how you doing? Raj, how you doing? Chilling, man. Today was a good Monday. Um, not a lot going on at work. It's kind of quiet after the holidays, so pretty smooth day. Get to come home, chill with the family for a little bit. Then I get to rock out with my other family, my extended family. So I'm always happy to be in the building. Appreciate you, family. Raj, what's going on, man? All the way from California. Hey, man, how's it living over there, baby? It's expensive, but it's good, baby. <laughs> <laughs> But no, nah, Monday's good, man. Victory Monday. Uh, smiles everywhere, man. We hyped up. We got that dub. 13 nothing shutout. We keep the shutout streak in the second half going. I'm hyped up. It's a victory. But I don't care how we win. We get the dub. We get the dub, man. Let's go. That's what I'm saying, yo. Like, does it really matter, like, how we won? Like, as long as we win. I mean, do we want to see some blowouts? Yeah. yeah. Do we want to see, you know what I'm saying, close games like this? Hell nah. Because I think we were all at the edge of our seats, gripping our teeth. You know, doing whatever it is we had to do, but the 49ers were the grittiest team in the NFL on Sunday, and it proves sometimes you just got to get down to the nitty-gritty to get that victory. You feel me? So that's yeah. what they did. They pulled out 13-0, uh, 13 to nothing victory. I was sitting here re-watching the game, and I'm like, yo, there was no way the Niners was losing this game, bro. Nah. Like, they, they, they weren't taking an L. Like, they weren't going to get get an L no matter what. Somebody was going to make a play. And, if and and you got to see some of the offensive players as well as the defensive players still to do to this game. Listen, everybody watching the stream, make sure you like, you comment, and subscribe. Shout out to everybody that's out there. Air horns to everybody. All right, make sure you go ahead. It's also on Twitch. Go to twitch.tv backslash Wayne Breezy, uh, the Wayne Breezy. Make sure you go ahead and follow and subscribe over there. It's free with your Amazon Prime account. Here's the Twitter handle at NGN Talk, as well as the Instagram at NGN Talk. Make sure you do that. Guys, we haven't given anything away for score predictions this year because no one's gotten it right. Got close, but not right. It's crazy. Yo, the 49ers aren't consistent when it comes to scoring, so it's, it's kind of – I don't think <laughs> had 13 and nothing no. uh, for their score prediction. No, so it's unfortunate. No. But, guys, go to the group. Subscribe, join the group. We're also giving away stuff for other things. So make sure you check it out, man. And there's our email address right there, nitty-gritty-niners at gmail.com. Raj, Mose, 
bittersweet news. We 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 gotta we gotta yeah. start the show with some bittersweet news. Yeah, yeah. Yesterday were there, there were some injuries. You feel me? There were some injuries, and then uh uh we were thinking on the uh, earlier this morning, I was talking about listen, I don't think the, the injuries are gonna be that bad. That's what was reported last night, and then today, and then today around this time, we get some uh we get some news. So let's start with the injury report, man. Elijah yeah. Mitchell uh left ankle MCL sprain six to eight weeks. Let's start right there, man. Raj, you got it, man. Nah, I knew it was going to be uh, a couple of weeks because MCL sprain ain't nothing to play with. But they said it was a less severe. I mean, six to eight weeks, basically the same, same thing, thing as the last injury. So <laughs> I feel bad. Elijah Mitchell's great running back. I know they they kept him over. Jeff Wilson, all the business, da-da-da-da-da. You know, people are going to say they should have kept uh, kept El Jefe, you know, but he was a free agent. They they chose to take Mitchell and bank on him because he's younger, he's cheaper, he has the potential. But, yo, man, Elijah Mitchell, I hate to say it, this boy is injury prone. He's fragile. I And I love Elijah. He's got so much talent. Like, he looked good yesterday. He looked good last week when he came back. He had that touchdown round that got called back from Kittle. Like, he looked explosive. But his knees, man, they just can't. I don't, I don't know, man. It's unfortunate. Six to eight weeks, like, that's, that's pretty much it, man. I mean, you got to hope that Jordan Mason can step up. TDP, those are your guys that are going to have to step up. But, oh, man, it's, it's just a frustrating injury because you hate to see that because he, he is a good player. He's talented, but I don't know if he's going to be able to hold up in the NFL. So far, he hasn't. So far, he hasn't, man. Uh, Mose, anything you want to add about Elijah Mitchell, man? It's just unfortunate, man. The kid came back, looked fresh. Looked like he was going to be a problem, was a problem for almost, like, not the full fourth quarter, but at least three full quarters in this game. I really still didn't even see the injury. Like, I went, that's why I went back to rewatch it. I wanted to see kind of where he went down. Didn't really see it. Mose, what are your thoughts, man? Yeah, I mean, it, <clears throat> it sucks for the player. It sucks for his team. Um, I feel like Kyle was really getting in a groove with that two-headed monster of CMC and Elijah Mitchell. And it looked like to me – CMC was our first half back, and then you wear team da- teams down and kill them with Elijah Mitchell in the second half. So um, it, it, it's going to be up to Kyle to see, you know, how he finesses that moving forward. Will he go with the same type of plan, only with now TDP or Jordan Mason? Um, will that change what he does offensively, um, and does that change his approach of, you know, going heavy CMC in the first half and then another back in the second half? Or do, is it, you know, 75% CMC um, and sprinkling in the, the two running young running backs here or there? So, um, you know, only time will tell. Uh, but it, it just sucks for it, the, the player. Um, and unfortunately, we might be drafting another running back. <laughs> <laughs> round three, round three? Yeah, man. Uh, don't do it in round three. Don't do it in round three. Don't do it in round three. Wait till round five. Go get my boy Blake Corum. Go get my boy Blake Corum from fucking Michigan. Let's go. Wait, there's no way Blake Corum was falling to the third round, bro. Like, get him in the second. Yeah, you're right. First, you're first right. second round. At, at like you know, and running backs don't really go in the first round anymore. So yeah. wait a minute. So there's a pop. All right. So let me ask you this: If Blake Corum is there in round three, y'all not drafting him? Just because Kyle Shanahan and round three running backs don't do good? No. <laughs> stay no. away from Blake, Kyle. Stay, oh, I'm coming away. for that ass, sir. I'm coming. 
pause. I'm coming. <laughs> we, we, we get you, bro. I see you, Mose. I see you. We got a super chat contribution. <laughs> oh, baby, let's start off the show. The man Nigel Crane in the building. What can Mitchell do to his body to stay durable? He's getting hit in the knees. Maybe he's not getting low enough. What are your thoughts about that? He's getting hit in the knees. If he can get down lower, he could take that impact in the shoulder more likely. Or try like when I played running back, I was always told to get lower than the defense. You know what I'm saying? And it was one time I got so low, but the defender got low. We just cracked helmets and we just went our separate ways. Like we canceled each other out on a play. But it seems like he might be running too high and it's just leaving certain things exposed. I don't think they're necessarily going after his his ankles, his knees. But he's getting wrapped up. I don't know if you can fix that. I, it's kind of just a tackle. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know if you can fix it because I don't also I also don't think it, it's the way he's being tackled. I think it's just the way he plays. He doesn't go down on first contact. True. Yeah. That means there are yeah. multiple people that have to try to bring him down on a play. And when you got one guy coming from the left, one guy coming from the right, one guy in front of you, one guy behind you, like he's getting twisted and turned all type of ways as he's going to the ground. So, um, what what, what could you say, um, Elijah? Don't try to you know force contact. You know, get the yards that you can and go down to the ground. Well, then you change the way he plays yeah. football. You're changing his mentality on the football field, which we know once you start doing that, once you start thinking about what that brings injuries on too. So you can't really change his mentality and the way he plays. That's built in him. Yeah. Um, I think it's it's just making sure, you know, uh, during the off season, during the weight training, um, you know, uh, people used to make fun of football players, but uh, yoga and, yeah. you know, Pilates, anything that kind of helped with that flexibility and all of your joints, your, your ankles, your knees, your hips, those kind of things can help, you know, proper training, proper diet, all those type of things. But yeah. Uh, we're, we're playing a violent game and yeah. it's his job to get yards, but it's the defense job to make sure he gets to the ground. So I just think it's a, it's an unfortunate circumstance of him being such a good running back and him ex excelling in Kyle's offense um, and teams know we can't have one guy bring him down. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I think he's such a physical runner and he likes to take those extra hits and that's this offense. It's a physical run offense and, and, getting those extra yards and the yak and everything. And that's just it. He's he's such a physical runner. I think it, it's kind of detrimental to him, unfortunately. And, yeah, you could train extra hard in the offseason, go out there, keep bulking up, weight train, and stabilize the knees and definitely find different ways to stretch and all that stuff. But it's an unfortunate reality that running backs have a short shelf life compared to everybody in the NFL. They take those hits. Um, and even if he has to get lower or whatever the case is, it's just how he runs. He may not run the same if he's – you know, has to change his game. So I don't really think there's anything he could do. I, I feel like, honestly, at this point, like, I just don't think his body's durable to make it through the NFL. And that's, I hate to say it. I'm not trying to, like, slander the guy because he's a phenomenal player. But some players just, they just, I, I, I hate to throw the word out, but injury prone, man. Two straight years, man. Two MCLs in one year. Both legs. It's just bad. Just bad luck is part of it. Um, he's taking a hit. And every time he takes those hits, he leaves with a, a nasty injury. So it's just one of those things, man. I just don't know if his body's cut out to be in, in that NFL. But I, I hope he gets better, man, because he is so talented. But it's just one of those things. Because if you come back, you, you train, you try to come back, you're going to be susceptible to injury again. So it's just 
it's a tough situation for Eli, but man, I, I hope he's good. But in the meantime, um, Jordan Mason, man, next man up. That guy runs freaking hard, and I'm excited to see what he can do, man. The guy does. Yeah, you want to talk about a person that wants to get extra yards after contact? Boy, Jordan Mason, he's. Whew, I'm excited to see what he can do. Yeah, look, look, Elijah Mitchell's body is built a certain way. Uh, I, I personally think Kyle Shanahan just drafts the wrong running backs. <laughs> he wants certain types of running backs, but they're not going to be the durable ones because he wants them to be quick and shifty uh -huh. and uh -huh. outside. Well, if, the, if if we're running inside with the outside guys, nine times out of ten, they're going to get their, their, their ankles rolled, their knees hit. Like, it's just going to happen because we're asking our running backs to play more dangerous in the inside. It's the same difference how you don't want Trey Lance running up the middle, right? And I'm not saying you don't want Elijah Mitchell running up the middle, but he's going to be more susceptible to injury running up the middle. And it's just the way his body is built. He's an outside zone guy. He's quick. He can get out there on the tosses and things like that. And so, look, Maybe Kyle's just drafted the wrong type of running backs. I, I, that's why I thought TDP would be more beneficial in this type of an offense because I thought we were switching more to a power inside yeah. zone type of offense with some outside help, right? Like with the outside zone. So let's see what happens. Look, Mitchell, we, we hope you get better. I'm not saying you don't belong in the NFL. Maybe his body just hasn't – maybe his, his body hasn't uh, developed yeah. into the NFL. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe – remember, I mean, he went to what? What was the name of the school? The Raging Cajuns? I, I can't yeah. get the name of it. He went to a school, smaller school, uh, came in, had his heart immediately because the guy we're going to talk about in a little bit was injured, mm. right? Mm. So, um, could, could never stay healthy with the 49ers. And so, oh, but hold that thought because he did say something about the running backs being rushed back too early. Hmm. I mean, that, that could be part of it. Like I said, these players rush. But I honestly think that, again, Elijah Mitchell. Players, is, we, it that, is it Raheem Moser specifically said something about the coaching was trying to get him back before he was ready to come back? When was this, thing, though? Man. Because his last injury, he was done for the season. He, he elected he, to have surgery and was out just, the I'm rest of the season. In yeah. that article, so how can you be rushed back? Maybe not from that. When you was done, maybe it was a prior injury, Bose. Maybe he was just he just let that let let that go, my guy. Because after that, you had the whole off season to prepare, yeah. get your body right. You came back and was ready to go. First yeah. game, you you had. I think he had a big run. Yeah, he's had a good in season, that first like... game against Detroit. Then he, he messed his knee up. He messed his knee up. Elected to have surgery and was out the rest of the season. Yeah, that was so any, anything anything before that, let that go. What is we but talking I, about? But I think what he was saying. So he okay. Let's go back to that story because we're gonna look the other running backs injured. McCaffrey, yeah, managed day to day. We'll see what happens with him. Spencer Burford looks like he might play this week, which is weird. Right? Yeah. All right, it's a possibility he could play this week. And then Debo, just watch uh, out. Ankle sprinkle. What's that? Right. Say that again. It says Spencer ankle Burford sprinkle. ankle sprinkle. It's the same difference as this. It's a little ankle sprinkle. It's just a sprinkle, baby. His ankle be sprinkling. You see his ass coming back this week, right? Yeah, he got that sprinkle. He got that sprinkle on the ankle, man. When he got that sprinkle, that shit hurts. <laughs> oh, I love it. It's like I it's like when you're sitting on the toilet too long and your leg get numb. It get yeah, numb. It, it does a sprinkle. That's the sprinkle. That's the sprinkle. <laughs> Hey, his, I think his ankle got twisted away and he just couldn't put the weight on it. And it was just, it was hurting. So it was a little sprinkle. And yeah, now that he walked in the boot for a little while, he's going to be good to go. Yeah, yeah um, sprinkle of pain. 
I want to hold off on this Raheem Mostert stuff until we start talking about the Miami game. So don't let us forget that. We got to talk about this roster move, though. <coughs> Janoris Jenkins to the practice squad. Let's talk about it. I mean, if it's, it, hey, anybody but Josh Norman, right? Yeah, I, mean, I yeah. think that's kind of the way we stand with this. Josh Norman and who was the other guy? Drake Kirkpatrick. This uh, can't be 49ers ever again, right? I think you no. all agree with that. Yeah. The way he got stiff-armed by Eno Benjamin, who I think just recently got he cut. Got, he got out cut. the league, bro. <laughs> Benjamin out the league. He did this to him. He did this to him, and he flew. That Arizona State kid. Crazy. I know he with the he with the Texans now. He got picked up. Yeah, Eno's with the Texans. Trash. Yeah, but yeah, no, no Drake. I mean, I'm fine with the Jernars Jenkins pick. I've always um, liked his game as a cornerback. Um, obviously, he's getting a little bit older in age, but um, I think for what we need him to do and what we'll use him for, um, I think it's just to a security blanket if one of the guys do go down just because we saw in this game, you know, we had a, we had a run of games where Kyle wasn't able to report any injuries. Yeah. Now all of a sudden, you know, short week flying back from Mexico city, uh, change in the practice schedule. I think he needs to stop doing that. I understand what he was trying to do to help the players, but I feel like that's when we run into issues when Kyle trying to, over managed situations and try to change things up to go off of the routine. These players have been in, in, in a routine since Pop Warner football yeah. from, from practice to games to workouts. Like they've been set in a particular routine. And I know sometimes it does have to vary a little bit, but I think he could have stayed with the same routine, just dial back on the intensity, but he changed the complete routine. So there's a lot of things that you can mention that say that can go into it. But um, I think for what we'll use him for, get him on the practice squad, let him get acclimated to the team. If we need to bring him up as a security blanket, we at least know we have a veteran who's a good man cover corner. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he plays with, with a certain football IQ that um, there are not a lot of guys on the free agent market or sitting on their couch right now um, that we could get that could play at, at the level that he'll play at. So I'm cool with it. Yeah, I like the move. Again, veteran. Um, there's not many players on the market. Their cornerback depth kind of definitely took a hit. Mosley went down. You know, they got Jimmy Ward. They're still trotting him out in the nickel. Um, you know, it is what it is. They need that depth because if there's an injury later down the season, you don't want to be relying on people you don't trust. They, I just don't see Ambry Thomas being that guy. He just hasn't proved. He hasn't developed. So in this case, like you said, you can develop on the practice squad, let him kind of do his thing, get acclimated to the team, and boom, you can throw him in there. He's a veteran. I mean, he's been in the league for what ten years, 2012 draft pick. But he knows that he knows the NFL. He's been around the game for a minute. You know, he's been a Pro Bowler. He, he's a good cornerback. Obviously, he's not what he was in his prime. But you have a guy that you can plug and play, and in big game situations, he's not going to be nervous. He's going to know how to kind of come in and handle himself. Um, so it's not a bad move. It's a good depth signing. Um, I, it's better than Josh Norman. It's better than Drake Kirkpatrick. Uh, obviously, uh, I think Jenkins still has something in him. I mean, they did went. This is the thing. They went out this offseason and they signed uh, Tashawn Gibson and he's worked pretty damn good on this team. He's been a he's a veteran of, of the league about like 10, 11 le- a year. So I feel like if he could come in and play to about 70, 80 percent of what Gibson's done, that's a dub signing right there. Again, I'm not expecting him to be that Pro Bowl to Norris Jenkins of old. But again, if somebody gets hurt like Lenore or something, 
I expect him to come in and be just as good, maybe a little bit better. Um, so yeah, it's a good veteran move. And um, I mean, I've, I've, I've liked the guy throughout the years. I don't have any problem with it. So yeah, good move. I think we overlooking something here. What's that? I, I like Lenore, but he didn't look as good last this past week as than he did in Arizona. And he got he got he got beat on a cup. I know Moe's he got beat. He got beat. He got beat. Uh, this is what he did, right? He gave up some big plays down the field. And I'm not saying Lenore's gonna be replaced. It's not what I'm trying to say. I just think that you get a guy like you. What does this mean? Like, are we gonna be manning up? Because that's what I've, I've been wanting to man up for the longest, man. The, the only reason why we didn't sign Janoris Jenkins, which AKA he knows the NFC West really well. I know we've got the NFC West pretty much on lock, even though we're in first place. We got one more game to win the West. And I think that's what this piece is for. We're going to secure the West, secure the West, right? So what if he's brought in to like up the play or teach? Some some guys, some other moves. Like I, I, I feel like that's what these veterans are brought in for, and yeah. to get play time. And so I don't know. Is Kyle Shanahan going to trust Lenore down the stretch? Mm. Because we're talking about Jordan Mason running the ball. We're talking about TDP getting runs, and nobody's mentioning Tevin Coleman, who's on the practice squad. And we mm. all know damn well Tevin Coleman gonna get called up this week. Yeah. And mm-hmm. if Christian McCaffrey not good to go, Tevin yeah. Coleman is to start running <laughs> for the 49ers. Yeah. Oh, then we don't need a running back. I thought we was gonna go out and get one. I forgot we had T. Cole. I, I yeah, we got T. Cole. Right. I thought he got picked up by the Jets last night, bro. And he's right here on 49ers.com. He's right here on the practice squad. Yeah, because they cut him and they brought him back that week. I remember Thank that. You. Yeah. Thank yeah. You. yeah. So yeah, we, I, we straight. I, so I, I brought that up to say that okay. Kyle likes his vets. Mm-hmm. And he tr- and and the thing about vets is he trusts his vets, right? Mm-hmm. Because he knows that if they have a brain fart, they're gonna be able to figure it out. Opposed to if a rookie has a brain fart, now they're gonna get down on themselves. They gotta go back out there. They gotta redeem themselves. The time, like it's the time is 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 getting shorter and shorter. We got six weeks left of football, guys. We got six weeks left of football. Listen, yeah. we could go. All we gotta do, Mo's and Raj, is go three and three and we in the playoffs. Just one and play. I think, in a, in addition to you know everything that you're saying, I'm looking at uh, Janoris's stats. One thing that is also missed in this is. Hate to say it, and it's not a shot at anybody, but durability. Uh, I mean, in his <laughs> in his ten years, perfect. He's time. played. He's played. He started fourteen of fifteen games, sixteen of sixteen, thirteen uh, of fourteen, fifteen of fifteen, moves. fifteen your of fifteen, pick, nine moves. of nine, sixteen of sixteen, thirteen of thirteen, thirteen of thirteen, thirteen of fourteen. 13 of 14. Like he's a he's, he's what, the, what, he's what, what, what is the slogan? Yeah. I, I, I've been telling you I hate slogans, but the best avail- ability is availability. So you bring him in, let him get acclimated to the defense, let him understand what D'Amico Ryans is trying to do schematically. He's been around long enough. He's a football player. He's got good IQ. It'll take him a couple of weeks to get acclimated. And then you, you're going to see him right there on the sidelines. And if he does need to come in, cool. Listen, if we need – if based off of what we saw, if we're like, okay, now it's time to make the transition – Let's put Jimmy Ward back at his natural position of free safety and let's either have Womack in the slot mm-hmm. or maybe we put JJ in the slot. Maybe they don't trust Womack yet because he's a rookie. Mm-hmm. So let me get this durable veteran who's got 10 years in the NFL, who's locked up some of the best 
competition at the wide receiver position. Let me bring him in the play slot because at least I know there won't be a brain fart from a veteran who knows this game. We had a brain yeah. fart from Jimmy Ward last night, but I tell you what, he made up for it. That boy was all over the field. He was all over the yes, place, man. Yes, he was. Man. Yes, he, he, was. Got he got beat. He got beat. He got beat. He's... He's just not a nickel corner, though. He's going to get beat a lot. That's right, I know. I, I'm trying to yeah, We know, we know. Bro. We can talk about this. Come on. But, but it's, it's you know, he's there. So they expect him to play a lockdown nickel corner. And I'm like, dude, he's just it's not it's not who he is. Never was. No. They made him be it. And the only the only time he's able to do that, and I think I think this is part partially his fault. The only time he's locked down in the slot is when he's across from Cooper Cup. <laughs> you ain't never lied. <laughs> hey, look, Jimmy, I like Jimmy. I'm hoping Jimmy finds a, a heart and says, you know what? I want to come back. But I already know Jimmy Ward's going wherever D'Amico Ryan's goes. So that yeah, we, we yeah. know that's happening. He's going to get back to that natural position. But listen, um, look, the injuries, they're happening again. Can the 49ers get over this hurdle? That's going to be the question. Can can Kyle Shanahan manage the injuries? Like, and Because that's what he's going to have to do. And I think this is why you're bringing in this particular type of savvy vet. God forbid, you guys forget, Jason Verrett is gone. We never really replaced that guy. And I'm not saying Janoris Jenkins can play, replace Jason Verrett's uh, ability, but he definitely can replace his durability, which you just mm -hmm. talked about, which is his ability to be out there and be available. And a short season, him coming in here should be pretty fresh to go. Just got to get acclimated to a couple of games. So he's going to get six weeks to get right and come playoff time, he'll probably be good to go. I, I don't know. Defense is number one. This is how you remain number one. You go out and find key pieces that can fit the cog and keep the engine moving. And I think that's what they're doing. You know, yeah, shout out to, to, to Kyle Shanahan. D'Amico Ryan's probably on the fine uh, saying, hey, man, this guy's available. Go get him. So uh, we'll see what happens, man. Will he play Sunday? I doubt it. You doubt it? I well, doubt who? it. But again, JJ? It's just yeah, good to yeah. have the veteran to teach these young bucks, man. I think that's the biggest takeaway, like you guys said. Having Terrible. a big veteran like this just teaching these guys. If he plays, he plays. If he doesn't, whatever. But he's yeah. going to be there to help these guys. You, I, I'm with you 100. percent I don't. I don't. I don't think this is the week. No. I know he's. A, I know he's a vet, and I, I trust his football IQ. But he hasn't played all season. Yeah, it all depends on how well he practices this week, though. It's a big it's game, though. I don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't care how well he practices. Yeah. You, there, there is getting into football shape is a real thing. Mm -hmm. Going up against Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, this is it. not the week to get I was him. Like that, don't let that, him come back. If 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 we did if we did that, we would be doing JJ a disservice. We'd be doing him dirty. Yeah, hundred percent. You don't let him come back and make his debut against Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill dog walk him. Dude. He's thirty four years old. That dude's a vet. That dude's I, a I get pro it. Bro. Hold on, he's a vet. He's a Pro Bowl player, and he's seen a lot of shit. I I wouldn't. I, I'm not saying he'll start. I'm just saying I can see no, him. I, you, I, you, you you wouldn't let him I do not to. let him play. not go for the mental. Let me let me put ask, him on a bad start to start the right ten right away because now nah, we're, we're not talking about uh oh my god what's the bum Kello? no the guy that we've got right before the Miami game he came out there he started at nickel this ain't Brian Allen bro oh yeah, yeah no 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 this, right. this is not him but still. That, that, but, but that's my point. It's he, no, no, but Brian Allen is just bad. Yeah. He's, he's, he, he's just bad. And he had time to get into football shape. 
he he was with us, then he was with somebody else, then he was with us again. Like he, he had been playing, he had been practicing. Like JJ been at home. Mm-hmm. He been waiting for somebody to to pick up How the phone. How quickly did Josh and Norman play when they brought him in here? Wasn't it the first week? Yeah, yeah, but Josh Norman played the season. I mean, no, he... no, no. Josh Norman was at home doing interviews on. <laughs> I got he did interview. that YouTube video. And, uh, <laughs> oh yeah, he did. He did. He did. I'm just, I'm just saying. He done. I'm oh, not gonna get him close okay, to yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, my my only argument to that would be, I'm saying he I started. Worried. He started week one where nobody was in <laughs> midseason form. Okay. What's we it? got 32 teams that's in midseason yeah. form already. We, okay. hey, we man, 11, hey, we 11, week 12 two, games week two, in. Because he came in against the Green Bay. Right. Green Bay. Right, right. I'm three. not saying I would. I'm just saying if y'all know Kyle Shanahan, like I know Kyle Shanahan, it's just the way he does his vets. They they brought in Tevin Coleman, but Tevin Coleman went through training camps, whatever, whatever. Didn't play a game. And he also knew the system. He, he knew the system. I, I don't know. We'll see. I look practice squad. So he's got to make it off the practice squad first, anyway. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's a it's not an easy task no, to do. No. Uh, but um, let's let's get down to some of this stuff. Uh, some of the some of the stuff in the game. Uh, I want to ask you a question because we know the game. We won the game. I don't think we need to go over the game so much here, say. But I want to get y'all key takeaways from the game, right? Then I want to get like one of your favorite plays from the game. So let's do that first. Then I got a question that Ms. Debbie asked, and I'm going to ask you guys this question. She hit me up. She wants to know the answer to this because we can actually talk about this because I feel like this is something that the Saints are known for just from their history, and we'll break that down. But let me get your key. Give me a key takeaway. Let's start with our guest, Raj. Give me a key takeaway from this game. Yo, defense is legit, man. They Four straight games they've won. You know, after Kansas City came out, I think they had an eye-opener. D'Amico says, look, man, we need to make some changes. And they have been so relentless. I mean, Bosa's been playing at a crazy level. But the, even better, Fred Warner. This guy's flying over the field. This guy's playing the best football of his career. Not just the season of his career, bro. This guy, like, the fact that he's ninth in Pro Bowl voting and, and linebackers is a disgrace to him because he's playing so good, man. But to me, the big takeaway of this game was this defense is a Super Bowl caliber defense. Like, they're number one in pretty much every statistical category except – Third down, um, short uh, third, third, third and short, right? Yeah, third, third and short. And short. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, man, these guys, and it's crazy. Pressure up front. They got great menacing linebackers. They got this great secondary, great safeties, you know. And and I keep thinking about it. I've been I've been looking at this team and I'm like, man, they're pretty much. It's like John Lynch took that Tampa Bay Buccaneers and he's trying to recreate it in a certain way, you know. Mm. You got this nasty defensive line with the guy off the edge like Simeon Rice. They got a Warren Sapp up, yeah. the, you know. Nasty D-line. You have crazy linebackers. Remember, they had Brooks and Shelton Quarles. Crazy linebackers. And then you got a safety like John Lynch. He saw it in himself, Talano Hufunga, who's that that dog safety in the back. So this defense, man, is nasty. That's it. That's the takeaway. That's the takeaway, Moe's. You got to top that, bro. I don't want you to agree with it. You got to top it. Come on, pause. <laughs> uh, yeah, you put me. You put me in a predicament to top that because I don't know if he can. Um, and Roush took all the defense too. He didn't leave you. Yeah, one he didn't. Player, he didn't give though. me. He didn't like take a player. He was like, I know, man. I just the went with it. The whole thing, like the whole defense. The whole defense. You can't. Um, yo, this whole defense is elite, bro. You know what? My my takeaway is. <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo is playing really, really good football. Mm. He 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 did have some brain farts this game, 
but I think when you meant when you mentioned Diamador Lenore and how he got beat sometimes, mm-hmm. I look at the I looked at this whole game. Everybody had miscues. Mm-hmm. I think at watching the all 22, I think this was uh Aaron Banks' worst performance all season, and he still didn't give up a sack. Now mm-hmm. that should say something. The fact that the fact that he probably had one of his worst games this season and still haven't hasn't given up a sack shows you the improvement that he's made. Uh, but just looking at Jimmy Garoppolo, we talked about it. He 26 of 37, only 11 in completion, still completing 70% of his passes, no interceptions again, um, only one sack for one yard. And that was because the offensive line did not play well at all. He found a way to connect with eight different receivers. So it's not like he's forcing the ball to IU or he's forcing the ball to Kittle. He's spreading the ball around. He's getting the ball out of his hands. We talked uh, last night, Breezy, about what is Brian Greasy doing to help him? He's he's seeing the field better. He's going through his progressions better. He's getting the ball out of his hands. He's finding the check down. So all of these things that we said he wasn't doing, he's now starting to do. So when we do have a game like this where maybe our entire offense isn't playing well, and even our defense, although you know they played lights out, there were still some mistakes. There were still some things that we didn't see the past couple of weeks, especially in the second half because they were firing on all cylinders. Again, I attribute that to the short week coming from Mexico City, the altitude, the, the change in the body, the change in you know the weekly routine. But we're still seeing solid performance from the quarterback. So as much as people want to say, oh, we hate on Jimmy Garoppolo, he's playing solid football. Now let's see what he can possibly do in a game where it may be a shootout. I trust our number one defense to come in and try to to, to, to put a stop to what Mike McDaniel wants to do. But we know that this team has playmakers. We know that this team is hungry to get a win for hit their coach against his former team we know some of their players been talking spicy so we know this is a brotherhood i don't care how new you are to this team you wearing our colors now and we going to rock for you we going to war with you so we know there's going to be a battle there but let's see where he's able to do against a little bit better defense let's see what he's able to do against a little bit better pass rush let's see what he's able to do when their offense may be putting pressure on us to score points uh but right now jimmy garoppolo is playing really really good football He's playing smart. He's playing sound. Um, some of the, the 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 bonehead mistakes from last week, I really don't put all of that on him just because I feel like the whole team just wasn't playing our normal brand of football just because of all of the circumstances. Yeah, yeah but it's going to be hard to top both of those, right? Because um, that was the game. But mm-hmm. the I guess the underlying factor, the thing that I'm going to talk about, and a lot of people are probably going to give me flack, but I'm going to talk about it overall, and then I'll signal out a couple of things. I thought the coaching was a like at least an A. Like like overall was an A. Regardless if the offense put up 13 points, still A. Kyle Shanahan still had to say, "Listen, rookie, I trust you. I need you to get this ball from here to get me three first, get me some first downs." And and you know, it, it takes a lot of you. We know Kyle Shanahan struggles with trust. Right? We know that he had no choice but to trust the Jordan Mason. And sometimes I tell you what. It doesn't matter when you get in the game. 
when you get your opportunity, make sure mm -hmm. that you take advantage of all of the opportunities. Yes. You make the coach know he should be playing you, period. And Jordan Mason did just that. So the reason why I say coaching is this. Look, this was a dogfight. And a lot of people don't want to talk about how good, the, how good the Saints defense is or was. And, Mose, we talked about it on Sizzling Sunday. I don't know why they don't watch the pregame show, but we talk about defense. We just eat. <laughs> right? But listen, <laughs> we talked about how good the Saints. You asked me, Mose, on that show. <laughs> I hate you, yo. No, you, I gotta stop looking at the chat, bro. Don't look at the chat. It's gonna uh, I, well, I'm up. trying to, I'm trying, I'm trying to look at the chat while you speaking, so you don't gotta do both. I appreciate but then, you. But then stuff like this come up, like what? Put it up, Mose. <laughs> anybody ever? No, wait a minute. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, Mose. Just give me, give me a quick talk. One more time. Let's talk. <laughs> I don't, I don't know where. The next time Mose get a chance to speak, we going I'm gonna be zeroed in because yeah. Mose gotta have that. I, I can't. I don't know. And you got to show your uh, teeth for, too. <laughs> first, first, first is Barry White. Now it's Denzel Washington. Like it all depends on the time. It depends, yeah. <laughs> training day vibe, baby. It's training day vibe. It's training day vibe. But no, oh, seriously, that's hilarious. Man, I thought the coaching was pretty much spot on, and you got to tip your hat to D'Amico Ryan's, who's going to be a head coach in the NFL. Um, Kyle oh, Shanahan, yeah. and this is why I say overall coaching. Kyle Shanahan picked him to be the defensive coordinator. A lot of people don't give Kyle Shanahan credit for that. But when, what you call it, left, he was like, I'm going to let you do it, D'Amico. And we all said, hmm, is this going to work? Will this work? And look at it now. It's working. It's working. It's working. So overall coaching, um, we all know that our offense is going to struggle week in and week out. There's going to be times where they just – like play very well and times they do very like the bare minimum and they did the bare minimum to get by but i really think that overall the coaching has gotten better even on special teams we're not seeing the brain farts anymore on special teams i think special teams are starting to be solid it's unfortunate they're at the bottom of the league ranked wise but that could be a good thing mr snowski is still getting the ball down the field robbie gold ain't missing like these are things that we need and ray ray not fumbling the ball so just those things right there it keeps the 49ers in game so i'm gonna go with the coaching i know it's weak and it's not going to be able to top the defense or jimmy garoppolo but i thought the coaching was pretty damn solid and they were solid enough to get this team to a a four game winning streak first place in the division <laughs> and some good things are going to be coming to the 49ers i want to put up our members real quick because we got some new members and then we're going to get into this question uh and then we're going to give our grades for the game all right so yeah. we are grades for the game so shout out to our members back man i appreciate you bro i don't have that where you joined but he says we growing the ngnt army tonight let the memberships keep coming jedi we coming to you next baby i'll see you jedi the return of the jedi is back let's go became a youtube member and that's one of the greatest pictures of all time remember that game y'all I definitely do. That was classic, man. I definitely remember when Roy Williams got sour and wanted to tackle him <laughs> in midfield, too. Bro, just stop him from getting in the end zone. You let him get Yo, in the end zone again. He did that Yo. to him twice, dog. Twice, dog. <laughs> That's what? your fault. What you mad at him for? You let him in the end zone. He did let him in the end zone. He was sour, bro. Sour. Now, Emmett Smith going mm. out there. Being Emmett Smith, I wasn't mad at him for it. I, yeah. I, I put him, but I, I asked him about it, and I told him I, I, I when I met Emmett, I was like, "Yo, you know, I wasn't feeling you when you did that, but I understand it." You know what I'm saying that's your home, and I'm hoping if somebody came into our home and disrespected our home like that, yeah. We'd do worse. So shout yeah. out to Emmett Smith, but Terrell Owens, man, 
one of the greatest wide receivers of all times in my book. He's a cold piece. Yeah. Let's do the contribution. We got another contribution up here. Let's do Super Chat. Woo! 50 from our brother Gammon Brown. If you told me before the game that the 49ers would win by double digits, I would have been ecstatic. The same goals if you told me we'd shut them out. But for some reason, everyone was upset that we didn't also score 30-plus points. How is that for logic? LOL. Can I say something real quick? You got it. Number one, they won by double digits. Mm. And number two, they won 13. One and three is a double digit. And then <laughs> and they shut them out. So go ahead, Raj. No, no, go keep going. No, it, so so I, I don't know uh why the fans are crying because the offense was only able to put up 13 points. Let me tell you something. They missed opportunities. Jimmy Garoppolo made a wrong read, throws it to um, Jawan Jennings, and misses Christian McCaffrey wide open in the end zone. Then they 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 just miss opportunities. They're there, and they're gonna happen. They just missed opportunities. 49ers always do that. They do it every game. It's nothing new. They just gotta figure out how to capitalize off these opportunities. And I think the way that they were hitting Jimmy in this game, mm -hmm. they get the ball out of his hand as quickly as possible, accurate as possible. So, yeah. yeah, he was going to miss a lot of opportunities, bro. Yeah, 100%. Like, at the end of the day, this is my thing, man. Like, I get it. They only scored 13. He got all these weapons. I think that's it, is everybody's been hyping him up. You know, all those content creators hyping up this offense. You got Debo, you got IU, blah, blah, CMC. And people want to see him score, like, 30 points. But guess what? Saints defense is pretty good, bro. Um, I'm not going to lie to you, man. Cam Jordan, he's a beast. Everybody else on that D-line is cold-blooded. So, the fact that this offense was able to score 13 actually was good for me. Because they were coming at Jimmy's neck. My man, when he was talking about Jimmy and he had a good game last night, a lot of people, I said that yesterday, people were like, you know, he didn't have a good game. Look at his stats. He almost throws a pick. He missed CMC. Bro, they was coming at it. I don't even know how Jimmy got some of those passes off. I'm going to tell you. I don't you know that. how he was walking after the twisted knee, bro. I'm saying, bro, like, I got to give Jimmy a bouquet of flowers because he was tough last night. Warrior mentality, bro. He hung in there. His quick release helped him because he was getting that shit. I was like, how are you getting these passes off? And they drove the the ball down the field many times. It was just red zone inefficiency. That's what they got to figure out. It's the red zone. They get into the red zone, and it's like they don't know how to ask the girl out at that point. It's like, uh, but, uh, good, but, uh, good, but, uh, they don't know what to do. They can get there. They just don't know how to finish the job, man. So they were driving the ball. And you also got to remember, there were two drives. They were like on the Saints' one-yard line because they had two goal line stands. So you're not going to drive the length of the field. So they were in pretty bad field position most of the game. Somebody asked me, Raj, what the hell? I'm like, would you want a, you want a safety? Yeah. <laughs> Bro, they did what they got to do. Like, I it play was Madden bad field and position. I'm not throwing at the one-yard line. I'm running it. And I'm, I'm running it, bro. We, we already seen Jimmy walk out the back of the end zone. We don't need <laughs> another one of those. <laughs> they want the Garrison Hurst 96-yard <laughs> touchdown run every time or something. You know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. Give that man his flowers because Jimmy was balling yesterday and he was taking hits. He was taking hits, man. I, I was yeah, like, was. I did it. I honestly, I went to halftime and I was talking and I said, I don't know if Jimmy's going to make it out this game. Like, I honestly <laughs> didn't think he was going to make out of the game. Was bro. Jimmy, bro. And then you have Mike McGlinchey standing there, look, not even looking for it. He just. Did you <laughs> see that play? <laughs> Poor Mike, man. He can't catch a break, y'all. Yo, when he not even in the play, he wrong, yo. Like, he didn't know what to do. He was, he was like, 15 yards up the field too, like. 
I'm just like, come on, Mike, get with the program, dog. We trying. I want to, I want to like Mike. I've been liking Mike all my life. I wanted to be like Mike. Anybody named Mike is is you 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 have the, the airness of Michael Jordan and, and Michael Jackson attached to your name. You're supposed to be great. Mike McGlinchey, tap into the MJ. Yeah. Twice. You gotta figure it out. <sighs> Sorry, man. I want to like Mike. No, I mean, man. Nick yeah, asked you, a really you gotta good go question. Most <laughs> I want you to I, 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 I want you to answer this question, Mose. Okay. Nick says, that's the big question, though, Wayne. Why do they consistently miss those opportunities? We need to fix that sooner or later. Now, I know why I think it, but I'm going to go last. Mose, you go first. Raj, if you want to chime in on this, and hopefully y'all don't say what I'm thinking. Yeah. Now, we talking about red zone opportunities? I think, yeah, because that's kind of where they miss out a lot. Like, you know what I mean? So let's focus in on the red zone. I think... For me, I'm going to say identity. Mm. I think we're trying to figure out, still trying to figure out what our identity is. I think any between the 20s, we kind of know who we are. I think there's been a lot made this year that we aren't the same running team that we have been in the past years. That maybe this year's version of this team is more of a passing offense. Um, but I think when we get into the red zone, because Kyle is so used to having running plays be effective in that area and they're not as effective as they normally used to be in such close quarters. I think as far as the passing game, I think maybe schematically um, and the calls that he's sending out in those situations aren't really working. I was watching some of the, the, the all 22 and the intercept, the first interception that they could have had on that first drive where we were in the red zone, that was just a ball that was forced to Kittle. So that was a, a bad decision by Jimmy Garoppolo. But if you look at um, the back portion of that film, um, the way the Saints just basically had everybody heels on the goal line, there wasn't anybody open. Like there was, there was literally no zone for him to throw into. But so he throw it away. And see, like I felt like that. that I don't know if he could because he was still in the pocket. So he would have had to escape. And, and sometimes when he escapes, he run, runs into a sack. Is it me so, that when Jimmy tries to escape the pocket, I feel like he runs better than when he runs straight? Like, mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. weird. So lateral running for Jimmy works, but straight running is terrible. It's, he's it's slow crazy. straight running. He's slower yeah. than Tom Brady, bro. Yeah. I don't know if he's slower than Tom. <laughs> it looks slower. Bro, that whole close, that whole must have closed so fast on Jimmy. Jimmy had a touchdown. I saw a touchdown. I think... I don't think the team knew he was running that play because I think he messed up. But he saw it was a touchdown, and then it closed so fast. Jimmy's slow. He's just slow. Yeah, I mean, I I, I think – so if you turn it around, that left defensive tackle, he kind of crashed towards the right. There mm -hmm. would have been a big – if they wanted to run a draw or just come out in five wide and just motion Christian in the backfield and just run a dive straight, they could have because um, that was open. But – I think uh, maybe another quarterback, a, a running quarterback, maybe they take that. If it's a Josh Allen or a Lamar Jackson, a Jalen Hurts, maybe they take off with it. Um, I think Jimmy understands who he is and knows that that's, right, though. that's not something that he he, he can do. Um, so I'm, I'm going to go with identity. I just think yeah. we haven't, it, as far as who we are as maybe a passing offense now, 
Kyle hasn't really found those two, three, or four go-to plays in the red zone with passing. If it's not Brandon Ayuk routing somebody up and getting wide open, then it's, it's really not there. So I think he needs to figure out more what he can do in the past. Because I, I think also, too, what we're seeing uh, less and less of is play action in that area because we're not as strong of a running team as we have been in the past. I think that's a little bit affecting uh, those missed opportunities in the red zone. Yeah, I think that's a uh, – I think identity is a big issue. But I also think that we got so many weapons. I just don't think we don't – we don't even know how to utilize everybody yet. Like, I think it's still, like, confusion. I don't know if it's confusion or it's just Kyle still trying to figure out, like, what the hell's going on. Like, I, I got CNC. I got Debo. I got Ayuk. I got Kittle. I got Jennings. I got all these guys. How do I effectively use them? And they, you, you know, you – when you get them the ball in open space, when you, you know, when you're out on the 50 yard lines, 40 yard line, whatever the case is, you know, you can get them the ball and they're going to move it. They're going to get that yak and all that stuff. When you get into the red zone, there's not a lot of place to get yak. So those zones, those, those lanes close up, you know? So it's like, okay, now he has to create plays where it's not based on yak. You know, you got to win your assignments. And I feel that's where Kyle's like, how am I supposed to get these? And so he just like throws these random plays that I'm like, it doesn't even make sense to me, Kyle. Why are you running this play? Like that fourth down play. I don't even know why he would have called that play. Like yeah, that said, play didn't make sense. It made no sense. Like you said, like the players didn't know Jimmy ran that play. I don't even think Jimmy knew what the fucking play was. Like, you know what I mean? So it's like, I think they need to figure out what every player is good at in those small situations. Because we know in open space, when you got a whole field, you just throw them a screen pass. They're going to do the rest. Debo, exactly. everybody's going to do it. You know, Jennings can hit you on the slant. You know, Ayuk's going to hit you outside, inside, whatever. He could route anybody up. Got the route, whole route tree. The guy's wide receiver one. And that boy Jack now. That boy Jack now. Oh, he's swole like crazy now. So, they got a, a beast. But in the red zone, I don't think Kyle's figured it out. And I think the other thing is, I still don't think he trusts Jimmy that much because he's not letting him throw as much. There's times where I'm like, just throw the ball. Throw the – at least maybe first down play, try and throw. It's always a run play. It's always a run play. So, I feel like they're a little predictable – in the red zone, I just think he needs to let Jimmy throw the ball a little bit more in the red zone. And, and, and I think they'll get more touchdowns. But then again, it's who are you going to throw it to, right? It's it is just too many cooks in the kitchen, I feel. That that might be the biggest issue. There's too many weapons. Yeah, and it's weird that you said that because I, I guarantee you I was going to go with that argument, you know. And I'm going to add more to that. It's too yeah. many weapons and it's not enough cohesiveness <laughs> with the weapons, right? Because he can interchange this piece and then put this piece in, but that piece might not run it exactly the same way they piece that when they practice it. So it's just a tad bit different, slightly off. I'll tell you one thing, though. Just give it to Jawan Jennings. That's the biggest motherfucker <laughs> wide receiver you got. Just throw the ball in his fucking vicinity and there let him try to catch it. Like, like nine times out of ten, he's going to come down with the ball. I don't yeah. even know how he caught the touchdown. <laughs> I, 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 he, it was tipped and he tracked it. He caught it falling down. That's skill. It's eye coordination to the hand. And he was falling down. And he fell down in the end zone opposed to going out of bounds. I think they need to figure out a way to utilize him, especially in the red zone. You know who was our red zone target? And so here's the thing. Because a lot of people out there are saying that Kyle Shanahan has been in, like, like bad with red zone offense. You know, ever since Kendrick Bourne left, red zone offense went down. I can tell you right now, Kendrick Bourne knew how to do one thing. <coughs> get open, open in the red in zone. The red zone. Yeah. Yeah. We could talk. He was not a yak guy. Nope. Nope. 
and he still ain't. He's not that in. He's not that yet. In New England. <laughs> Yo, but that's my point. We don't have that piece. See what I'm saying? I don't think George Kittle's that guy. I don't. I, they're all yak guys. They need space. Yeah, and they can score. Getting in the red zone. That's why I get frustrated when we get down to like that four to five to that ten yard line and and less. And I'm like, man, I don't know what we're gonna draw up most if we don't try to run some type of play action like you mentioned to fake a linebacker here or there. Jimmy's not throwing that ball across the middle. Somebody gonna get it. Yeah. Nobody. I don't know. I I also don't know why we're not seeing more bootlegs in the red zone. Cause that could that could get guys open too. You run, you know, crossers with a bootleg. You have you know your safety valve in Christian McCaffrey. I mean, for as much as you know, we talk about him being a receiver. I haven't seen CMC used in the red zone as a receiver. One time where he threw that jump man pass, the jump man catch, right? Remember that? Uh, what the one against the Rams? Yeah, where he catches in the end zone and Jimmy hits him on that that fade on the end, you know, and makes that big. Amazing catch, you know, where he, yeah, yeah, that that, that one, was literally I, it, yeah, that's but it. That, I mean, that was that was what a, a 20 yard TD pass, 18 yard, something like that. Like, that was more. I'm talking about like within the five, oh. like we're lined up at the five yard yeah. line. And you're right, prime example, the play that they always show, um, Panthers versus Packers, where Clay Matthew says, Watch that wheel route, yes, and then sir. Cam goes, yeah. Oh, you've been watching film, huh? That's cute, watch yeah. this, and then. McCaffrey fakes the wheel, but then he does an angle route and comes right back in. Cam hits him for a touchdown. Like, why don't why aren't we seeing that yeah. in the, within the ten, within the five? Like, why aren't we utilizing him more? And like you said, with with all the weapons that we have, um, not, you know, GSU for life kind of got upset in the chat. I saw him talking about all of these weapons and Kyle can't figure it out. And to me, I understand what y'all are saying, but it shouldn't be that hard. No, you it's, should have you should have at least at minimum three different options on every red. That's what play. I'm saying. I just don't think he not, understands. Not like, if they can't get open. What are we talking about here? Like, like uh, think about the players that we have one more time. Just just close your eyes and visualize the players that we have. Every freaking player is a yak guy. Except no, but I can I can give you I can give you three that can get open. Give me three that could get open other than Brandon Ayuk, who's probably going to... No, I'm giving... I'm Brandon Ayuk is one. Yeah, but depending on the way the defense... If the defense is playing press, you're not throwing a quick slant. But I'm saying, th- there's three... But, but, I, there should be three options. Bro, he can hit him with the whip and, route, and, whatever and if, route. And if, he, if, if, he's, if he's not the best option on the play, fine. But Brandon Ayuk is an option. He can get open. Juwan Jennings, like you said, is an option like because of his... Because he, he's, a, he's a bigger target. And Christian McCaffrey. That's a, that's a minimum three. Now, okay, if you so, scheme it up, you got Juice as another option, Kittle as an option. I know you said he's not a red zone guy. And then you have Debo. But at minimum, when you're in the red zone, if, and like Raj said, to simplify it, because you got all these weapons, you should be drawing up plays for B.A., Jennings, and CMC. That's the only – Debo, Kyle Juszczyk, and Kittle should be decoys on every – anything 10 yards and in in the red zone – those three dudes are decoys, and you drawing it up for CMC, Brandon Ayuk, Jawan Jennings, and whichever one of those gets open and is the best option, that's who Jimmy should be hitting. But see, this is my counter to it. So, again, going back to, I don't know if there's, there's still that level of trust with Kyle and Jimmy, right? 
is Jimmy going to make those reads? Like, okay, if those are your three guys, Facts. is he going to make those reads Facts. to get that to get that open pass? Because you're right, okay. those three guys should be able so, to get open so, no matter. Raj, tell Raj, tell tell me something then, yeah. because you, I I want to hear your opinion on this because people killed me. I put a post up a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. where it shows Tua Tagovailoa and <laughs> Mike McDaniel, and Mike McDaniel asked Tua, "What does he want to go with?" And Tua said. I want to go with what you think is going to get us a touchdown. And then Mike said, okay, if we're going to go this, I'm going to go left hash. And Tua was like, okay, boom. They run the play. It's a touchdown to Tyreek Hill. So I put that up to say Kyle and Jimmy don't have trust in each other to do that on the sideline, to talk about the play call, and to come together to say, what do you think is the best option on this play? But you you just mentioned that Kyle doesn't trust Jimmy. At what point does that need to change for both of them for this red zone offense to be more successful? Because he's got, I he's agree with you a thousand percent. Yes, you you saying you saying it has to, but that's not that's not that's not going to happen. <laughs> Why? Because you got two egotistical men. Yeah, hundred percent for us. But, but, They're both it's narcissists. Not, let's for be honest. For sure. But if, if I'm if I'm Jimmy, I'm just going to say, and I'm going to be the big. And so who's going to be the bigger guy? And I think that's, that's, that's the thing. Now you're talking about some grown man stuff. Both have an ego, bro. Because they, nobody want to be the bigger guy. Nobody wants to be the bigger guy. And think about what I'm saying, Moose. Like, just think about it one second, because somebody's got to be the bigger guy. Somebody's got to say, you know what? I effed up. Yo, my bad. I tell you what. Look, tell me what you want to do. I'm all in. Blah 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 blah. I, I could do it. You just trust me. You, you Jimmy, got to earn the trust back first. You know, there's so an like, interesting. There was an interesting thing that Jimmy did say in his interview last week. And in one of the, pre- I think the last press conference on Friday, he goes, because they asked him, they said, you know, uh, you and, you know, Kyle, you guys good. He goes, you know, we've made good strides. We were talking a lot better, you know. So it does sound like for A, that tells me, yeah, they had some beef. Like there's definitely some Thank beef. Thank you. I mean, obviously, yo, they tried to trade this man. He was going to be gone, this and that. Like you don't just come back to your job and be cool with your boss when they were trying to get rid of you. Like they were shipping him to tell a kazoo, whatever you want to call him, wherever you want to send him, they were trying to send him. So now he has to be cool and, and dap him up, be kosher and take his, you know, plays. Jimmy's not cool with that. And Kyle has to trust this guy that he tried to ship out. Like they definitely have some issues, but you're right. At some point, somebody has to be the bigger man. But when you're both narcissistic, nobody's going to make that move. So it's, I don't know if it's ever going to happen, but you're right. There is a level of trust that is not there. Like, cause you're right. In Tyler and Tua, Bro, if your coach tells you to play and you're like, all right, bet, let's make it happen, and you trust in your coach and you t- your coach t- trusts that you're going to take this play and make it happen, it's going to, even if the play's got, like, even if the play's bad, but if you believe in it, man, that's all it takes. It's the mental. And that's what happens. You know, if, if Jimmy and Kyle were just on a good page, Kyle would be like, yo, boom, here's the play. Juwan Jennings faded out to the left. This is what I need you to do. I guarantee you they'd score, but they, they don't have that. They don't go on the sideline and talk. Like I never see them talk. I see Kyle yelling at him. I never see him talk, bro. Here's the thing though. When Kyle does give Jimmy the trust, Jimmy fucks up. <laughs> you gotta look at it like this. And I don't mean mess up by throwing an interception or turning the ball over. I mean, just not hitting my, not reading the right read. Like, yeah. On that play in the goal line, the throw to Jennings was good. It just wasn't good enough to get him in the end zone. But when you look at Christian McCaffrey wide open alone in the end zone because everything was there, that's Kyle saying, Jimmy, what the fudge, bro? Yeah, yeah. You want me I to trust you. you, but you keep fucking up. Yeah. You ain't ready yet, son. 
That's <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right, bro. Like it's it's both of them. It's like Jimmy's got to show just... Kyle that he can trust, and Kyle's yeah. got to show this motherfucker, like, yo, this is the play I want you to run. So yeah, you're right. You got to look at it like father and son. Right, and there's nothing more than a father wants to do to write the passes for his son to take over, do this, do that. <laughs> and yeah, the son gonna mess up, and the dad knows that. But at some point, the dad's like, "Damn it, son, when you gonna get it right? We do same shit over and over again. You're still messing up the same exact way." The son's like, "I'm trying, dad. Stop yelling at me. No, I'm not gonna stop yelling at you. You got your shit right. I want you to do it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's what's happening, yo. Yeah. I'm telling you. Yeah. 100%. So Jimmy's." It's not that Jimmy's bad. It's just that he's got to stop messing up the same way. Mess up a different way. Don't don't miss wide open guys. And yeah, it happens to every quarterback for every team. But that we ain't every quarterback from every team. We're talking about the 49ers. And 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 you guys want more points. You guys want more scoring. You want better plays in the red zone. Kyle is calling the safest shit he can call because he doesn't trust his guy. Yeah. And that is a problem. And most, that's why you're not seeing the play dialed up for Debo Samuel or Brandon Ayuk. And if Jimmy don't see them open, he can hit the third read or whatever. That, I'm telling you, bro. Plus, the way the defenses is facing them, they ain't playing zone like that in, in the end zone. They them, them spaces is like that. Yeah, so It's tough. Jimmy, Jimmy's a zone quarterback, guys. I want y'all to know that. And when the zone is good and he has pockets and space, nine times out of ten, he's getting the ball into that pocket in space. When that pocket is tight, Jimmy, you the throw to George Kittle, that's what you're going to get. And pray to God it don't get picked or it don't get tipped and then intercepted. So many things can go bad on them tight throws. That's why I like when Jimmy's throwing in front of the guy. Like, let the guy lead open, throw the ball so he can go get it, and then whatever happens after that happens. The yak plays. That's what Jimmy's good at, man. Great conversation, though, to have, though. Yeah. You know? So, uh, so then let's talk about this, because you mentioned the yak plays. How do we find a way, or how does Kyle find a way to utilize maybe some of those yak plays in the red zone? Because we all know, like, once you get in the red zone, that, that space is decreased. But we all know it's tougher to score when Max. you get in the red zone because you yeah. don't have that space. space. Thank you. But if right now, if trust is an issue, if the amount of weapons are an issue, then why not find a way to modify some of your yak plays to still get guys open? Or do you think he is doing that? We just haven't been able to see it come to fruition. I feel like if uh, an offensive mastermind like Kyle has been working on that all season, maybe if we didn't see it early at this point in the season, we'd start to see some fruition of that, but we're still seeing those struggles. So I, at, at, at what point does Kyle say, 13, I, I have right? to modify something? I mean, I think they are trying to utilize those plays. And I think, again, that is the issue because those types of plays, I don't feel like are going to be able to score touchdowns in the red zone because again, they take time to develop and in the red zone, you got to be quick. And like Wayne said, there's not a lot of space. It's just, it's not open. And in those plays, you have to have wide open areas, right? You have to have open space. But also the other thing is those Yak guys, the Debo, the, the you know, Kittle, those guys, I love them, but they're slow at breaking their routes. They're slow at getting open. They, I mean, Debo, I'll say this. He can get open on a slant pretty quick. Not as quick as he used to be. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to keep it a buck on that. But I feel like those types of plays, it takes a little bit more time. And I don't think in the red zone, you got to be quick pressure coming at your neck and Jimmy wants to get rid of that ball kind of quick 
I just feel like those types of plays wouldn't work in the red zone. And again, they just got to figure out a way to get the ball, push it down. Maybe. And again, I honestly think what Wayne said might be the bet. Try to get the ball to Jennings more, just get him. He's the red zone weapon. I just don't think that they figured that out because again, they got so many high paid athletes that want the ball in their hand. Jennings isn't going to be your first option, but I think they need to say, look, ditch your pride. Jennings is going to get the touchdown. You guys are still the superstars of this team, but Jennings needs to get the touch because he can get open in those. He's big. He can go up and battle. He can go up and beat a, you know, a cornerback like last night. The tip, like the, the, uh, the ability to kind of keep his eye on the ball, the instincts, and just be able to catch that. That was amazing, man. I was like, wow, I was floored. I was like, wow, Jennings did that. It's crazy, man. He's a dog. Um, he's a blocker. He does so much little things that people don't, you know, give him credit for. But I just feel like a lot of the like Debo, I just don't think he separates as fast as he used to be. And and Kittle, he doesn't separate off the line. He's good. Again, he might be a guy that you could just throw it up in the air because he's tall. But I feel like he he doesn't have that red zone ability, like you said too. I don't know, but he, that's the way he I see. Yes, that's the crazy part. Like he's always a yag guy. I, yeah. When I go back and think about it, a lot of these guys catch the ball and make people miss. And if they get in the end zone, they in the end zone. We saw it in Arizona. All oh, those weren't red zone plays. No. See what I'm saying? <laughs> so if the defense isn't playing the way for our guys to utilize the yak, then we struggle because. The number one thing defense are trying to do is take away the run game, and they held us to 96 rushing yards last on last night. 96 rushing yards in totality, that's terrible from a team that was giving up 132 yards a game. We mm. only got 96 yards. That's why the score was what, was what it was. Like, we could, could run the ball. So they played pass. They took away the run. They made us one-dimensional. I know we shut them out, but they made us one-dimensional. Yeah. They sure. did. You know? And, and, but listen, at the end of the day, guys, we won. And we were t- this all started because we were talking about <clears throat> like you know key takeaways from the game or whatever, whatever. Um, <clears throat> let's let's go overall. Like, what would you give uh, the 49ers? Let's grade them. Let's see. Let's see what you got. I, w- I want to know. Raj's never done grades with us, so let's go with the offense. Raj, these are the, these are the positions you're going to grade. Like, okay. what did you give Jimmy Garoppolo? What did you give the running backs, the offensive line, the wide receivers, and the tight ends? I give I give Jimmy like a I give him a B minus. It wasn't perfect. Like you said, he made some. Bad throws. Um, the play to CMC, I mean, he could he overthrew it for a mile. That was ugly. That's the Jimmy special. Um, he had the pick, but it got nullified, so he got bailed on that. But otherwise, again, I talked about it. He was under duress all game. Like, he was in pr- under pressure. The man was getting cooked in the in the backfield. I mean, I don't know how he got rid of the ball. His knee, you know, twisted and turned, and he still played through it. So I give him a lot of credit for being tough and, and you know, play through in it. He, he was nails last night. Um he, he did push the ball down the field. They got the ball down into the red zone several times. It's, again, we just had this whole conversation about red zone efficiency. It, you know, he was good to a point. He just wasn't great. But he didn't have any turnovers. He didn't make any mistakes, you know, big mistakes, really. Um, he took what the defense was giving him. He got rid of the ball quick. And, again, I mean, he took pressure and hits. And I, I got to give him credit for that. I give him a B minus. It wasn't horrible. It wasn't his best game. But he has played a lot better, man, this year than he has in it might be his best season so far. The guys, you got to give him credit, man. The guy, he's tough, dude. I don't know if a lot of quarterbacks would have been able to hold on and play like he did last night. So I'll give him a B, B minus. Um, Let, let's, backs, let's rotate it, though, Raj, because we'll be here all night. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Moj, you take the running backs. I'll do O-line. Raj, you go receiver. Moj, you go tight end. I'll do the first one on D. Yeah, yeah. Uh, running backs, give me a C+. Mm-hmm. Plus. mm-hmm. 
I like uh, it. I like Mitchell it. averaged five yards of carry on seven carries. Mason. Mason averaged five yards of carry on five carries. Um, CMC only averaged 2.9 on 11 carries. Um, uh, they did what they could. I feel like this is probably the offensive line's uh, maybe not worst game, but it <laughs> wasn't one of their best. And run. Um, in uh, run blocking. Um, but then I also felt like I, – I feel like the whole team, particularly the offense, is everything was off. It, it, we weren't we weren't jiving, we weren't seeing the holes, we weren't making the right reads, we weren't re- making the right play all game. Um, so I, I give the the running backs a C plus. All right, I like that grade. I I give the offensive line like a C. Uh, I thought they were pretty much average. Uh, pass protection, they didn't give up any sacks. Uh, but run blocking, they just couldn't create the lanes. It was it was just a numbers game for the offensive line, right? It was just more defensive players to the offensive line. And, and then you had to add in some other pieces, which took weapons away from Jimmy Garoppolo. So I thought overall they played uh, average. I didn't think they were good, but I didn't think they were bad. Uh, so I gave the offensive line a C. Raj, you're into the wide receivers. Yeah, I gave them a C plus. Um, it wasn't the prettiest game. It wasn't the, the best game. It wasn't horrible. I mean, you had a guy, Juwan Jennings, who came out, and he was the champion of that second-half drive, that second-quarter drive, end of the drive. I mean, it was Juwan Jennings third down. Juwan Jennings skated. He put Chris Harris on skates, and then he gets the touchdown. Like, Juwan Jennings gets an A, but everybody else is kind of like, ah. Um, I will say Brandon Ayuk, he's been so consistent. He had another solid game. It wasn't like a huge game, but he five catches, 65 yards. It wasn't horrible, but he made big plays when he needed it. I mean, Jimmy spread the ball around. But I feel like just receivers weren't doing enough. Again, red zone, they weren't getting the separation. And that's the issue. Is I can't give them a bigger grade than that if they're not doing what they need to do in the red zone to score when they got to score. And I love Debo, but, man, he's not having a Debo-type you know season we, that we expected. He's getting paid a lot of money. I know he had the quad issue yesterday. He was coming in with the hamstring. He's not separating much. Now, he's not, like, he's not being an elite wide receiver. So, overall, I'm going to give the wide receiver group a C+. Like it. Real quick question from Ronald before you talk about the tight ends. Hey, what's up, guys? The question is, if the Steelers win tonight, do they tie the Niners for most Monday night wins? Yep. Yeah. Yep. How ironic is it that the Steelers play after we broke the record? Mm. Hmm. Makes mm. you think. Mm. Right? Mo, yeah, you want to the tight ends, uh, Tight ends, give me a D. Um, yeah. Kittle just was not effective in this game. <coughs> um, I don't. I don't blame him. For the holding call, but they did call a holding call on him. Um, And we talked about it on Sizzling Sunday. I think, again, the absence of Tyler Croft in the running game. Did we not say that, bro? We (sighs) said that. The Mm. absence of Tyler Croft and what he helps us do in the running game. You saw our running game wasn't effective. Mm. And George Kittle was not effective in the passing game because he was kept in more to block for those 29 run plays. So... Tight ends get a D for me. I I was was Croft. I can't remember. Raj was Croft a healthy inactive scratch or? Yeah, he's a healthy scratch. I don't remember him coming up on an injury. Yo. Like Why? who did you play? Who did they bring up in in his place? I don't know. Ugh. Charlie Warner. How no. over so Croft? Kittle. Warner and and Dwelly, those are their top three guys right now. That's their guy. Oh, that was trash. No, man, because Dwelly's not the blocker that um, Croft Croft is. No. Yeah. All right, I'll start with the defensive line. Listen. (laughs) 
It's tough, man. I know the defense played really well overall, but the defensive line isn't doing what I thought that they should be doing. I gotta go to B minus here. I think this was the weakest group out of the defense yeah. on last night. And 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 listen, they held they held them to what 60 yards, 60 rushing yards, 63. Like, 63 rushing yards. They had average. Still, bro, they're not getting pressure like they should. Nah. They're not getting to the quarterback like they should. They also gave up a third and 11 run to motherfucking Andy Dalton. How's Andy <laughs> Dalton running for 12 yards? And then they let him dive to get the first down. What are we talking about? The defensive line got to be better. The defensive line is supposed to be the best out of all of these position groups. And right now, it's the linebackers and the safeties. I'm going with a B minus for the defensive line. Yeah, I agree with that. Yo, linebackers, man, it's an A for me, bro. I'll tell you what, I could give them an A plus if I really had to. Gosh, all three linebackers made the top five PFF grades. I, I know. I was just got to say that. I was like, bro, Fred Warner, Greenline, Al Shaheer, we're, we're out of their mind. But l- let me just single out Fred Warner before I get to him. Because Fred Warner, I've been saying this. This guy doesn't get a lot of respect around the league. On the Niners fan base, people say, oh, he's just, yeah, ever since he got paid, he's not – this motherfucker's having the best season of his career. This guy's playing out of his mind. I mean, he was making Alvin Kamara his little biatch last night, slapping him around, peanut punching, forced fumble. He had two pass deflections, seven times. This guy was all over the field. Listen, he was the highest graded uh, 49ers on defense, the PFF, 94 grade, whatever case. This guy was a beast. And you know what? Fred Warner, I think he's taking this season personal. Like, he is playing filthy. He's flying over there. The one thing. Fred Warner needs to do is hold on to the ball because he's getting past deflections. He's so close to getting interceptions, but he's not getting that. You know, he's just not holding on to it. If he gets those interceptions, holy moly. I mean, there's nobody better than him in the league. But that linebacking crew last night was all over the place. And Alvin Kamara didn't know it hit him. They were hitting him. Oh, my God. Fred Warner just obliterated him. A, A plus. I'm not arguing with that, but <laughs> the linebackers is balling, yo. <laughs> Shout out to Aziz Alshair bringing some of that energy back. It's good to see him getting reacclimated yeah. back to football coming off that injury, and he's only just getting started. So I just wanted to give him a quick shout-out, man. Yeah. Most you got the safeties, bro. Uh, I'm going A for the safeties. Yeah. Um, I love the way they played. Hufunga led the team in tackles. Just when you think that the Saints are about to score. Uh, Greenlaw holds him up and like a, the missile that he is. And all season, he's been our takeaway machine. If he's <laughs> around the ball, he's trying to get it back for the offense. Um, he flies in and creates that fumble. Um, I, I think they played really, really well. Uh, they held this uh, New Orleans passing game in conjunction with the corners, but so only 18 receptions. Um, and again, this is a Saints team that hasn't been shut out in how many years? It's been 2002. What, 20 years? Yeah. 2002. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going, I'm going and, to A for the safety. And, and Mo, just to add, we were the team that shut them out in 2002. Yeah. You know, the last four teams to shut out the Saints for the was 49ers. the 49ers. 2022, 2002, 1998, and 1997. Yeah. And it just happened to be the 49ers. Go figure. Um, cornerbacks. Mm. I'm going to go with a B plus. I, 
I'm gonna go with a B plus. Listen, Mooney Ward is will always be a lockdown corner in my eyes, and I don't really. I, it's hard for me to find fault when he's not getting beat. Yeah, but Diamador Lenore struggled in this game, and Jimmy Ward struggled in the slot as well. Did they make plays for sure? Um, but you know their job is to play cornerback, and I felt like they gave up some big throws down the field, uh, and they just got to be tighter out there. You know, next week, Mo, I mean, this week, excuse me, Mose, you said it. You don't want Janoris Jenkins out there, but the, the Amador Lenore's gonna have to step up. And if Jalen Waddle is in that slot or Tyreek Hill in that slot, Jimmy Ward's gonna have to step up. This is gonna be a lot. They better be playing cover two, too high. It, it better be safeties. Safeties are gonna have a day. Let me mm. just say that. The safeties are going to have a day because there's going to need to be some double help back there. I don't think they're going to have to. Are you? Let me ask you this because we, let, you know what? Those are our grades. Let's get to preview this game a little bit. Let's talk about the Bucks. 49ers, Raheem Moster, uh, Jeff Wilson Jr. The 49ers aren't going to try to stack this box, right? They don't need to stack the box. I don't think so. I mean, yeah. it's going to be tough because you. I, I mean, this is the, it's going to be a, a chess match, man. This is going to be a world-class chess match. You got Mike McDaniel. You got Kyle Shanahan. They're running the same offense, but a little different version. It's going to be a chess match. They both know what can stop the run. The difference is you got Miami. They got crazy speed receivers, whereas the 49ers have these dynamic yak guys at receiver, these, these hit-you-in-the-mouth physical guys. So it's going to be a, a, a matchup, man. I, I mean, you do if you stack the box, Jalen Waddle. And Tyreek Hill's speed is going to be hard to beat, man. So the 49ers have to bring their A game and score points on this game. Like, I know Teron Armstead's going to be out for the uh, Dolphins left tackle, yeah. so that's huge for them. Both is going to be in the backfield. What's that? Former Saint. Yeah, former Saint, man. I mean, this is a big game. And, and I tell you what, man, it's not going to be easy. Dolphins, their they're Achilles is defense. The Niners' strongest point is defense. But this is in a dynamic off. We haven't played a team like this since the Chiefs. This is probably a big threat. This is a big test for this defense because this defense, they're getting all the hype this week. Number one defense, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is a big test. And you're right. Those corners are going to get tested, man. And I, I it's going to be tough. But, I mean, I don't even know if Raheem's going to play, but Jeff Wilson probably play. But, listen, man, I got to tell you something. Raheem Mostert needs to just shut his mouth. That bottom line, that boy needs to shut it. his mouth. This guy talking all this trash. Dude, the Niners gave him an opportunity when what six seven teams cut this boy, six seven teams cut him because he Let's was talk about it. whatever all that stuff, and then he has the audacity to say, "Oh, you know they they rush people back, whatever, whatever." Bro, this man stomped his feet on the ground. I remember the day Twitter went crazy. His agent tweets, and then he tweets, "I need a contract extension." You know he had a great 2019 playoff run. I respect it. Hell of a hell of a run. The guy was amazing. Um, Shanahan put him in his offense and he, you know, he went off and he, he, you know, he dominated and it was like, okay, this is the guy Shanahan, uh, made him a star in his offensive system. And then this guy has the audacity to stomp his feet. Oh, I need a contract extension. And then they gave him that extension. And then he goes out and plays eight games after that extension for three years. So listen, man, I ain't got no, I got no mercy. I got no freaking respect for you. If you're going to sit there and then he goes back on his tweet, and he tries to, like, backtrack everything he says. Listen, man, I ain't got respect. I hope the Niners come out and dominate these Miami Diners. That's it. Miami Niners. I like that. Raj, well said. Most. I don't have much to add after that. I mean. <laughs> I feel like is ready to put on the pads, right? I just I, yo, I, I really do. 
I really do. I feel like yo, I, I know I got, it, well, I got at least two or three games <laughs> in me. It, 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 it might be the only two or three I got. Do it, baby. But I, I only I got I got two or three games in me. And, and listen, you talking about the defensive line. I ain't like the grade that you give them, so I, I want to suit up and make sure we get that A. You know what I'm saying? I'm just, I guarantee you, Charles Amino, who was watching, and he don't like the grade either. But he don't like listen, it. Look, look, but look, here's the cool thing, right? Because grades are, you know, they're subjective, right? I mean, depending on what you're grading on and this, this, that, and the third, right? And I'm, I don't have a real metric on how I'm grading anybody. I just know what we, we know what we see. We think, and here's the thing: we know that the defensive line is the best, the best. In the league, right? From the depth to the starting, like Nick Bosa leads the league with 30 plus pressures, bro. Ain't nobody close. Not Michael Parsons, not not Miles Garrett. They're not even close. They might be nine off. That's not close to me. Right. So at the end of the day, I know this defensive line could do some damage. I could tell you one thing. And everybody's worried about the cornerbacks in this game, and they're worried about you know Tua throwing the ball down the field. I don't even know if Tua gonna end up playing this whole game, bro. Oh. I, I, I I'm just gonna tell you that the 49ers are gonna come out this game, and they're 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 salty. Lowry, listen, Lowry, almost. We, we don't we don't we don't do this a lot, but when we start talking on mm-hmm. social media. Mm-hmm. I feel like with this team, because we don't do it often, if we saying something on social media, that means we got to go now and back it up. Mm-hmm. So we got Debo saying, Raheem, yo, chill out. Come he on, bro. just say chill out. <laughs> he did then, then we got we got Omena who's saying, I, I think it's <laughs> funny that teams think they just going to come in here and run all over us. So it's like, it's, it's it. One of the other things that I loved, and we're just talking about mentality. So we got Omenahu, we got Debo. I know y'all saw the locker room after the game. Oh, this. Oh, I meant to put it on the show. My bad. Let me Yo, Kyle pointing out BA. Yeah. He said, BA, you got something to say. And BA says, y'all know what it is. It's, it's December, December football. football. Yeah. Y'all know how we rocking from now on. Let's get it yeah. done. Like, just that mentality. Like, for, for BA, to now mm-hmm. step up into that leadership role and say, we made it to December. Now it's, it's go time. Like, yeah. Ah. Dude, that that to me was my favorite thing because BA's stepping out of his shell. He's quiet. Yes. Ma- mild yes. manners. Yes. But yeah, that was big for me. When I saw it, I was like, yo. Everybody, hey, you got something? Hey, guys, that's an awesome job, man. D, knew we had an opportunity. That went a lot better than I expected, man. Ebukon right. played a good oh, game, too. We bro. had a challenge. We knew that. That was a good defense. All right, when you guys play like that, all we got to do is not turn the ball over. All right, and that's what we're able to do. Guys, twice inside them five, and they come out with nothing. Big time win. All right, I know it was a grind. All right, D, you guys balled out. All right, there are going to be more games like that as we keep going where we want to go, man. All right, appreciate it. everybody. Yeah, hey, you got something? It's December football now. Y'all know what time it is. Yes, boy. We on that path. We ain't looking back, man. Come on. Yes, man, that, hey, that game was so fun, man. It, man, I've never been a part of a win like that. Offense, y'all took care of business, man. Let's keep going. Let's keep getting better, all right? One, two, three. One, two, three. This team hey guys, different. That's an yo. awesome job, man. D knew we had an My opportunity. Bad. This that team went a lot different, better yo. than I expected. Still different, bro. All right. Oh, we had a challenge. We knew that. All right, it's gone. This team different. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, man. 
so I'm so I'm excited for a game like this because as as Mike mentioned yesterday, this team is battle tested. So now we get to go into maybe a different battle that we haven't seen. We're going into against a team with one of our former assistant coaches, a team that wants to win for that new coach against his former team with former players of ours that are in their new team and and glowing about how much better their situation is now. Okay. Yeah. You wasn't talking that talk when you was here. I understand you might have to prop up your new situation, but you don't have to to diss us and disparage us and talk down on us and clown us just because you're in a new situation. You could have answered that question saying, but I enjoy my time in San Francisco, but now I'm here. And yeah. it's about the Miami Dolphins and us going out and getting the win. But nah, you had to open up your mouth and say, oh, we we got a quarterback that could sling it. That's what he you said. Know, they, they, was trying to, they was trying to rush me back from injury. I love my situation here in Miami way better than, okay. Yeah. Okay. And then, and the, the thing that really, again, the thing that irritated me off was Raheem had the audacity to like, Try to take it back, basically. He, like, took back everything he said. It was like, I want to read his tweet, man, because it, it really rubbed me the wrong way. I was like, okay, you said what you said on the article. I get it. The media is going to – maybe they left a few things out. But you said what you said. He was gassing up your quarterback, and he says, uh, clickbait. Not once did I dog Jimmy G in my interview. Did I praise our QB1? Hell, yeah, I did. But I also threw out compliments to my former QB. But, hey, let's leave that part out. I don't know. You know what, man? I'm going to say this, and people probably going to say I'm a hater or whatever. Raheem's always been drama, man. Always been drama, man. He always be tweeting these loud ass narrative. Th- he's drama. That's it. Whole family, and then he had Debo when he says when he used his first name. He said, <laughs> he says, Raheem. "Be real with yourself, man." It's basically Debo knowing, like, you know, you damn well said what you said. You got better talent. Mm-hmm. He said, "He goes, you, we have a better talented team." Like, yo, man, the Niners are gonna take that personal because you're right. These guys don't really try to be dramatic. They don't. They don't read. They don't tweet. Unless they have to. This is bulletin board material for these guys because they were players. They were teammates. They were coaches. They had love. You know, they were a family. And now all these players on the other side, you know, in, in the South, in Florida, they're out there, you know, flexing themselves. Like, oh, we got, we're a shiny Corvette. We're better. And Niners are going to take this personal and they're going to come out so physical, man. They, they, they ain't playing games, man. I think Raheem Mostert, if he's healthy, he ain't even going to, he's going to be a healthy scratch because I don't think he wants to see Fred Warner. And Charles Amenahu and all them boys. They're gonna Talanoa Hufunga, he's gonna put one hit on that man. He's on the injured reserve. I tell you what, man, he might miss this game. I'm telling <laughs> you right now, Here's Eric Armstead is playing on Sunday. So uh, <laughs> ain't nobody factor him into this equation either. And he might be the silent killer on this whole squad. He might not say anything, but when he wrapped them paws around that quarterback back there and slam him into the ground, that we're gonna be it's gonna be a different type of football. Look, 49ers are bullies. Like, and they don't, they normally don't get bullied. And there's only one team I feel like the 49ers don't match up well against. And that's the Kansas City Chiefs. And they got to figure that out. But I can tell you right now, I don't care how many weapons Miami got. Like, they, two are not going to be able to get it to all them weapons, y'all. Like, <laughs> I can tell you right now. And the only way they're even in this game, it ain't Jalen Waddle. It'll be if Tyreek Hill can make a play from a scramble because he was running for his life and throws the ball in the air and we're just all over the place and not there when Tyreek goes up and gets a pass. That's how the Chiefs beat us. Yeah. You know, I got one thing to add on that. So remember how you was talk- how you guys were talking about Raheem. One of the one of the arguments he says how the Niners rush people back from injury 
all that, yada, yada, yada. How about the Dolphins rushing back to it from a concussion? Ladies and gentlemen, thank y'all so much for tuning in to Nitty Gritty Niners Talk. Because I don't want the NFL shutting my this new panel down. No, nah, ain't, 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 ain't nobody gonna shut down nothing. He got a, he has a, a, a that's a, a super valid point. That's that and, and and that's why they're being investigated now. But to one one thing that I wanted to say, piggybacking off of Roger's point, um, you know, with, with Raheem being, you know, drama. Here's what you can't do. And I'm just talking for me. I'm not in a situation, but I feel like I can relate to uh, some of these players. Here's what you don't do. If I'm your brother, I go to war with you every day. I, I, I see that you got hurt. Fans of this team are sitting you and your family death threats to your house because you injured and you keep getting injured. And now you might have messed up our season because you're out for the rest of the season because you decided to get injury. And I go to bat for you because I remember Debo was one of those players who went on Twitter and was Mm -hmm. like, yo, y'all are crazy. He went on Instagram live and like, yo, y'all got to chill. Like, yeah, we're humans, too. Y'all be talking to us like real grimy sometimes. Like we want to get injured. Like we don't want to play football. So one thing that you can't do. If I'm your brother and we ride and I'm and I got your back every day and when. The fans and everybody talking about you crazy. I come to, to bat for you. Then you go to another situation and act like that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. That's what happens. Mm-hmm. You act like all 53 guys and the coaches in the locker room, whether you say they tried to rush you back or not, it's the coach's job to put the best 53 on the field. So if he's if, if they're asking you, are you good to go? And I mean, I don't know what, what was said, but. Of course, they're going to try to see if you're able to go. Can you go? Yeah. How far can you go? They have to assess that because yeah. it because it also affects what they do in, in the, the free agent market. Do we have to bring somebody up from the practice squad? Do we not have that position? And do we have to sign somebody either to the active roster or the practice squad? So they got to ask those questions and they got to figure out where you are. Mm-hmm. But to go to another organization and trash us like we didn't have your back this whole time. Like we didn't like we didn't prop you up as one of the best running backs in the league because of what you were able to do in your speed when you ran all over the Green Bay Packers in the NFC championship game and helped us get to the Super Bowl. Like we didn't give you your flowers and show you love and respect then. You just gonna act like none of that happened? Okay, we'll see you Sunday. How about the thing that Ross said at the very beginning? They didn't give him a contract extension. They gave him guaranteed money. Mm-hmm. His whole thing was, I don't want to play for this. Like I did this, you're gonna you're gonna use me like this. I, I want I want he demanded. The, the guarantee was three million dollars. 49ers gave it to him. Yeah. And at the end of the and that's when Debo went to bat and all that type of stuff started to happen. Look, man, all I'm gonna say is this: we're gonna leave Raheem Mostert in the dust. He better show up on Sunday. He better play Sunday too. Yeah. Don't do not not play, bro. Like just play mm-hmm. on Sunday. Yeah. Don't make Jeff Wilson Jr. be the guy that take the brunt. Take the brunt of you opening your of mouth. You opening yeah, mouth. that's all. He's, I'm gonna, he's gonna do it, bro. He's gonna. Do, and not I, gonna play. Did Jeff say something too, though? No, but see, Jeff. I, I read Jeff Wilson's comments weren't like as to me. I don't see it was bad. It was basically him saying like he knew the Niners were gonna eventually like make a business decision. Yeah. He knew he had to make a business decision. He's got 
you know, uh, family to feed and, you know, he's got to put a roof over the head. Bas- basically, he says, look, there's no ill will. Like the the stuff that Wilson said to me, just it wasn't bad. He was like, look, they got a team. They got a great team. Um, I knew my situation with them was I probably wasn't going to be there. I should have spoke up years ago, but I didn't. And now I finally did. And I got to a team where I feel comfortable with. Right. That was his basis of, of his argument. I, he didn't like throw anybody under the bus. He's, he didn't say that we got a better he kept team. It, he, he kept it business. Yeah, he came in and, and talked about how it was a business decision, basically. And Raheem, again, because he's dramatic, he had to go out and do his thing. I, I know I got people in the comments saying I'm just sitting here being salty. No, bro. Nah, nah. Nah, man. Raheem's always been about that. And you're right. That players had his back. I went to bat for Raheem. Bro, I was one of the biggest Niner fan, fan pages out there. One of the biggest content. I had his back, bro. I was going to support for this guy but he basically took everybody's support from the team and he threw it down the drain man so i got no respect for the guy no more done with them so let's talk about these dolphins man let's talk about what the niners got to do to get this victory on sunday right because that's what's most important so everybody give me one thing the niners must do score in the red zone jesus christ we know we're gonna move the ball yeah we know we're gonna move the ball we know we're gonna have some nice sustained long drives. Okay. We need to score in the red zone. Yeah. You're not going to beat this Dolphins team putting up three points. Now it's possible because of the way our defense is playing, but can we not put this much stress on the defense right now? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, we had the, the, the breakout game against Arizona on Monday night where, you know, offense went crazy, put up a lot of points, defense held them the tent. Cool. But for most of this season, especially during that that rough patch, we're putting too much stress on the defense. Yeah. So if we're getting into the red zone four, five, six times, let's convert on five out of six, on four out of five. Let's be 80% or better. Score in the red zone. Let's not put pressure on our defense. Let's put pressure on Mike McDaniel and that offense Mm -hmm. to try to score some points. We've seen – this Miami team be able to come back from deficits. Baltimore had them in the dust. They was up 21 in the fourth. This Miami team still came back. So they're able to put up points quickly. So we do not want to leave the door open for them by not getting points when we get to the red zone. If we get there, we got to cash it in and score some touchdowns. So I'm hoping that that's one of the things that Kyle is focusing on this week is how to improve that red zone efficiency. Love it. Raj. Yeah. So uh, biggest uh, – my, my thing is I think we got to get pressure up on Tua, man, because you like you said, you said our D-line was, was bad last year, right? or the worst grade of uh, the team you gave him, right, the B or whatever. I think you're right. The one issue last week, even though we won and it was you know, a great defensive win, they needed to get more pressure. You got to get more pressure, you know. Amenahu and, and Bosa definitely they did they had their work cut out for them they did good, but they could be better. And now without Teron Armstead on the O line, you have to be able to get up there and just put Tua on his back. If you can limit Tua, if he's on his back, he's not going to be able to get the ball to Waddle. He's not going to be able to get the ball to Tyreek Hill because that's what everybody's worried about, right? Can the secondary hold tight with those guys? But if you don't even get him the chance to get the ball to them, then there you go, man. So I think the key right now is to get pressure up on Tua. Defensive line has to eat. Um, and if Armstead does come back this week, uh, that's a huge dub because they can really, really, really take pressure um, away from Bosa, and he can go out there and deal even more damage. Omenahu and Ebucam, who's been he's been a solid player for them this year. So 
Um, definitely the key to me is, is just making Tua, um, uh, you know, non-existent. Because if he doesn't have time to throw the ball deep, it's going to be a long night for them. Love it, man. Love it. Love the points. Listen, I'm going to I'm gonna stick to the basics. Run the goddamn ball. All right, I got to figure that out, man. They, they got to, whether it's more creative ways, whether it's wide receiver reverses, whether it's, I don't care. They got to figure out a way to run the ball. It alleviates the pressure from the defensive line. It's going to open up passing lanes for Jimmy Garoppolo to get the ball out. And it creates play action pass, which what no, we know that's Jimmy's strength, right? They got to figure out how to way to run the ball. So, to make a full circle back to what we were talking about at the very beginning, Moses, you talked about creativity. We need some creativity, not just in the red zone, but to run the ball. And I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to say it like this. I hope we are not. We don't even get in the red zone. I hope we just score touchdowns. Like, that way we don't got to worry about red zone efficiency. Now, I know it's going to happen, and I know we're going to get in the red zone, but we need to capitalize off it like Mo said. But, hey, man, get me to the 30-yard line and then throw a 10-yard pass and let somebody yak their way into the end zone. Like, Kyle, this is going to be the game of schemes. Don't expect everything that you've been watching from both teams all year long. No, 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 no. This is not the 49ers versus the Miami Dolphins. This is Kyle Shanahan Uh versus Mike McDaniel. Don't get that shit twisted. That's exactly what it's going to be. Look for schemes. Somebody's trying to one-up somebody else. And I won't be surprised if Mike McDaniel punches and jabs first and strikes first. I mean, if you're in a fight, you don't want to be the one to get hit first. I guarantee you Mike McDaniel will strike first. But it's not about how you start. It's about how you finish. And I think the 49ers in this past game showed you what resiliency can do and what it can be. And that's what they are. They're a resilient team. And I think the 49ers got to continue to be resilient. And they'll come out with a victory in this game. I don't care how many points they put up. They're not going to put that shit up on this number one defense. They're not Kansas City either. Yeah. When anybody says, Patrick Mahomes. And Tua are two different motherfucking quarterbacks and two different echelons of quarterbacking. Yeah. Tua's playing good this year, but you got to remember. He ain't Patrick Tyreek, Mahomes. But you're right. He's not Patrick Mahomes. What you call it playing good, too, in Philly? But he yeah. ain't Patrick Mahomes neither. I know Patrick Mahomes do some things. Uh, yeah, no, no. Ty, Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league. But, yo, I got to give him to his respect. He's played better than I thought he ever would this year. For sure. But, but having a guy like Tyreek Hill is, is, is very He's nice. So, people, bro. And Waddle. Those two guys are nasty, they, bro. They're, they're good. I'll give them I get, I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> Listen, we got contributions, uh, Super Chat contributions we want to get to. So yeah. let's go ahead and get through those, man. I'm not sure the last time, the last one we ran up. Did we read this by Niner Faithful? OBJ is a red zone guy. I'm just no. saying. We did not. We did not. No. OBJ. <laughs> did something happen to OBJ in, in media world? Did he do something? <laughs> yeah. Did y'all see what happened yesterday? Yeah, apparently, apparently he was on a flight and he was going in and out of consciousness. So they asked him to get off the flight and then he refused. And then they had the the uh, sheriffs come and then they asked him to get off the plane. And he was like, all right, cool. When the sheriffs come, because he didn't want no issues. Uh, they didn't charge him with anything because it they classified it as a medical emergency. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Hmm. I don't know any more other than that. I don't know if there was. Stay you know, them. illegal stuff in the system or or what the case may be. But yeah, they didn't give the specifics on that. But everything you said, he was in and out of consciousness. They said that he was cooperative. There was no disruptive stuff afterwards. He left, whatever. But they had to stop the plane. And it was kind of like a whole fiasco. And then after the, the best part was afterwards, before all that information came out, because I remember in the morning, boy was tweeting. He was tweeting without giving any you know information. It was like, oh, my God, I can't believe this just happened to me. Like, oh, my God, oh, my God. You can't make this stuff up. Like his tweets were like crazy. Just like, what are you like? What are you talking about? 
And then, boom, the news comes out that he got, you know, escorted off the airplane. I mean, it sounds to me that he was maybe drunk or he would just took a sleeping pill and was so out of it. I don't know. All right. So maybe we'll stay away from OBJ. Thank you for the contribution. Uh, let's keep these joints coming. Uh, my man Gammon came back. Says, round the horn real quick. we got three questions we got to answer. Uh, Raj, you take the first one. Moe, you take the second one. I'll take the third one. Uh, Raj, who are the three best players on the 49ers roster? Damn, that's good. There's so much talent. But Nick Bosa, Fred Warner. Number three. Oh, man, I'm going to go Trent Williams. All right, Trent Williams. All right, there you go. All right, number two, who are the three most important players on the roster? And I'm not going to answer anything. You guys got this. Ooh, three most important players on the roster? Trent Williams. Mm-hmm. Fred Warner. I'm just having fun with you. <laughs> Trent Williams, Fred Warner, and you, you got to have a quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo. Mm. All right. So I would remove your Fred Warner for me. That's your list. And add Nick Bosa. I think those are the three most important players. You need the edge rusher. You need the quarterback. You need the guy protecting them. I, I, that's, that's my thing. I, 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 I was, I was thinking about Nick, but, I think you, you you need the left tackle to protect your quarterback. You obviously mm -hmm. need a, a, a competent quarterback, but you also need a quarterback of the defense. You got to get somebody who gets the call sure. and gets everybody in line. I don't think Nick Bosa is able to do mm. what no. he does as yeah. effectively mm -hmm. without having that quarterback of the defense. I mean, Nick Bosa is, is really good. Yeah. He's going to get after the quarterback because that's just what he was born to do. But I think he's able to do it that much more effectively because Fred Warner gets the call in and he puts everybody in position to be successful. Respect. I'm yeah. going with the edge rusher, though. <laughs> respect. I love it. You make perfect sense. I'm just going with the guy. I know that I'm paying money to get to that damn quarterback. All right. So let's keep it going with the comments, man. Uh, thank you, Gammon. Um, we'll get to Melissa's question at the end. Contributions, Riggs, Murtaugh. Riggs, what's up, Riggs? Kyle versus his coaching tree. Games are different. Who wants to take this one? Games are different. Thank you for the contribution. I think the games are different, personally. I, I just feel like Kyle against his apprentice, and his apprentice is playing really – he's coaching really well in his first season – of football, but man, I tell you, when you go all out and you have the money and the capital to get mm -hmm. pieces to be well, you should you should be able to coach well. It's kind of like what Sean McVay was doing when he inherited those pieces, and mm -hmm. then he would get rid of some of those pieces and add more pieces. So, like you know, Kyle is old school. He 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 took the the blunt of a team and gutted it out and and lost some games and drafted and got better and better and better, right? I'm going, like, I think these games are going to be different. I think this game is going to be different. But Kyle pretty much coaches well against his understudies. It's just something that he does well. Um, I don't know his current record off the top of my head. But like I said, this is going to be a game. I'm so, I know this game couldn't be flexed because they couldn't flex out the teams that are playing, whereas the Tampa Bay game may be flexed because they might flex out the, what, what is it, the Chiefs and the Broncos. So we shall see. 
But uh, I agree with Riggs here, man. Kyle versus his coaching tree games are different. Mm-hmm. All right. And then we got one more super chat contribution from my man, Sean. He says, I think Raheem was already hurt when asking for that injury clause. Funny he lasted one game. After that, it was two. Be blessed, fam. After that, it was two. God dang it. I was good until I got to the very last comma. It was good. Anybody? Nobody. Funny he lasted one game. Well, that was the game of that season. Remember, he played against the uh, was it the Lions? Who did he play against? And he got hurt. Remember, yeah, it was the Lions first game. It was of the, the Lions first game because that's when Elijah Mitchell came back, right? Came in, and he was like, "Boom!" I was like, "Oh wow, we just found a gem." Exactly. And so, then, because yeah. then oh. they were gonna like try to get Moser back, and then he like was like, "Oh, we're gonna see." Blah, blah, blah. And then he makes that. I think he tweeted it like a big comment, and he posted have it. To end the surgery. Yeah, he's like, oh, "I hate to regret it, but this is the best decision for my life, my career, and everything. I'm gonna have season-ending surgery." Blah blah blah. And it was the dramatic post. I kind of agree with that, man. Let's do some final thoughts, man. Let's get on up out of here, man. We kept you guys for almost two hours. I'm with Robert. I don't even think he plays. That's so funny. Um, Melissa did have a couple of questions. Breezy, who you want to see? Uh, Aziz less on J- Jets or Dolphins? Oh, because Aziz is gone. He might gone, yeah. Yeah. Um, you don't think they pay him this year? They already paid a linebacker, man. I, I think they got to figure out. I mean, he did miss some games due to an injury. Could that cause a... A discount? Might, might, might. Look, I, I don't say that they don't make him an offer. Yeah, they will. Restricted now, so yeah. he might go ahead and get an offer from like the Jets or. He can get bad, yeah. And it, and and it, it's it's going to depend on what one what the Jets do with their defense, but then also two where D'Amico goes. If D'Amico mm-hmm. gets a head coaching job and he goes to a team mm-hmm. that doesn't have a solid linebacker core in place already. Mm-hmm. He's going to want to mm-hmm. bring in his guys to help establish his defensive scheme and, and knows what he wants to do yeah. uh, to teach whoever they have there and whoever they decide to bring in. So yeah. Uh, Facts. Yeah, we're going to have to see. Yeah, that's a good point. Mose, you have one more thing you, uh, Melissa wanted you to answer. So go ahead and take that on. Mose, thoughts on the group tackling on the goal line, Greenlaw stopping Kamara, Hufunga knocking the ball out. And Ridgeway making sure the tight end on the Saints didn't keep the ball. That's the type of defense that we have. And I think um, in his press conference, Drake Greenlaw talked about it. Everybody getting to the ball. Uh, it's not just one guy or two guys or whoever's in the vicinity. Everybody is going after the ball. And then I think once the ball got knocked out by Hufunga, you see Jimmy Ward try to get it. You see Aziz try to get it. You see Ridgeway keep the tight end away from it. You see Fred Warner in the mix. You see uh, Nick Bosa over there in the action. Everybody is trying to get where this football is. Um, so my thought is I love what our defense is doing. Um, we, we talk about swarm. D'Amico Ryan says swarm. And that's what we're doing. So we need to – I think if anything has been consistent this season, it's the defense – being a swarming defense. So that is the pit, uh, the epitome of what D'Amico Ryans talks about. Um, so it was great that we got to see it on the goal line right there when we thought that this team was going to end our streak of uh, not allowing points in the second half. So it was a, it was a great thing to see. Great point, man. So Melissa, I hope that answered your question. Raj, man, final thoughts. Thank you for being on the show with us, man. We appreciate you, bro. Uh, yeah. And definitely, before you give your final thoughts, let everybody know where they can rock out with my man on his channel. 
Yeah, no doubt, man. It's always fun hopping on the nitty gritty uh, channel. Just always hop. It's always good talking to you guys, man. It's always fun. So, you know, I'm always available whenever you need me. So hit me up. Um, you can find me on YouTube, RSF49ers, Twitter, RSF49ers, Instagram, RSF49ers, Facebook, RSF49ers. And we started a, a Discord. Yo, the Discord was popping on yes, the weekend. So I started like a game chat. And we got a, I, I got someone on there that was streaming the game. So we got the game stream, the chat going, bro. It was hype. So that's what we're going to be doing now on Discord. Yes, join, yeah, yo. yeah. Hop on, man. It's dope. That's what's up. Yeah. And uh, final thoughts. I'm happy with the win. Again, it was a ugly win. It was a gritty win. A gritty win. This is a game. This is the type of win that builds character for a team. Um, you know what? I'm happy with it because they got a shutout. Uh, obviously, there's room to grow. It wasn't perfect. But this defense, man, they continue to impress me. And I, I just, man, D'Amico Ryans, he's going to make a hell of a head coach one day, probably <laughs> next year. Um, and this is an elite defense that just keeps shining. And I'm I'm ready for Miami, man. I'm ready. Y'all ready? I, I'm fired up about talking about Raheem. I'm ready for Miami, man. I'm ready. I'm with you, bro. Mose, let's go home, baby. Take us home. Hey, man, if you're going to talk that talk, you got to walk that walk. Yeah. So Raheem opened his mouth. And it's unfortunate that he opened his mouth and he might not play. But uh, it, it, it seems like everybody on the Dolphins' side is, is riding with they with they running back. So, listen, it, it, it's put up or shut up. It's us versus them, and we're going to see what happened on Sunday. I just know we got all the receipts. All of them. So they be, they better come with it. And I, and I know they are. I know Mike got some things up his sleeve, and, and it – uh, people are talking about, you know, Kyle Shanahan versus Mike McDaniel, D'Amico Ryans versus Mike McDaniel. Um, at the end of the day, it's who's <laughs> going to make uh, the most plays, who's going to make that that game defining play, um, you know, that that swings the momentum um, and that puts the game in, in one team or the other's favor. So um, I'm looking for the test that that's going to bring. Uh, I'm looking for our guys to to not come out flat. Like we kind of did against, you know, the the Saints. I'm looking for us to clean up some things that we saw in this Saints game. Uh, we talked about red zone. We talked about Jimmy Garoppolo and his efficiency. We talked about offensive line play. We talked about, you know, getting that running game. I, I expect for this team to to show up in all facets. Um, unfortunately, we do play up to our competition and sometimes we play down. So I think this is one of those games because we know who the opponent is and we know what their record is and they're a good football team. We're going to come with it. Um, so who going, who going to land a knockout blow? Somebody um, I have get, a feeling it's going to be us. Somebody going to get that bang, bang. You know what I'm saying? And it ain't going to be us. I can tell you that right now. We're going to be delivering the bang, the bang, bang. The funniest part about you mentioned the presser real quick before we get out of here. Dre Greenlaw said he's about to suplex Alvin Kamara, bro. I watched it again. I don't know. He's going to be. I don't know. He was in position. But Kamara was kind of like leading him. But I ain't saying that he wasn't going to do it. But shout out to Hufunga coming in, erasing yeah. the suplex. And forcing the fumble. That was I kind of would have liked to see the suplex. I'm not going to lie to you. You know that's his style. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So he literally was really going to try to suplex him. He was bro, dead him, serious. Him, him, him and George Kittle, when they playing days is over, they're going to be tag team partners. Yeah, yeah they're going to be tag team champs. They're going to be the new Dudley boys, bro. That's I can it. see it. Lovely boys, you name Facts. it. They're going to be that. But guys, thank y'all so much for tuning in. I truly appreciate each and every one of you. We here at Nitty Gritty Niners, we appreciate you. Keep Peachy in your prayers. Keep my man Fair in your prayers. He had to actually work tonight. You know, he would have been here with us. You would have had the four horsemen on here. But listen, 
We brought you a show. It was nitty gritty. The uh, Niners won on a gritty win. They might have to get another gritty win this weekend against Mike McDaniel. As long as they win, who cares, damn it? Thank y'all for watching. Shout out to all the members out there, to the new members. I see you. We appreciate you. We love you. Stay up. Stay faithful. And always keep that junk nitty gritty, baby. We out.